Welcome to What Do You Think? I'm Al. And I'm C. And we're joined once again for our second episode of 2024 with our good friend Jay. Say hi, Jay. Hi, Jay. <laughs> funny. See how much better it is when I say it? Yeah, it is. It saying, is a lot better. All right, all right, I'm done. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. <laughs> moving on. Can, okay, moving on. Matthew, Matthew, live. Matthew Vaughn, I think, is a probably one of those directors that hardly anyone outside of like, like, move like hardcore movie fans know their names of. But I have a take on Matthew Vaughn. I want to see if you guys agree. First of all, what what is this movie we're talking about? Well, I, I'm getting there. I'm getting okay. there. I'm all getting right. there. I just kind of I just kind of want to give a hot take and want to see what you guys think about it. I think Matthew Vaughn is Hollywood's best talent scout for actors across the pond. L- let me okay. let me make a list of like actors that he's been like responsible for like them having big careers. Daniel Craig, I think is his golden boy. Layer mm-hmm. Cake. If it yep. wasn't for Layer Cake, Daniel Craig would never have gotten Bond. This is completely true. Aaron Taylor Johnson with Kick-Ass. He had a movie before with Nowhere Boy. That was like the movie that got him noticed in England. But it was Kick-Ass that got him noticed in America. Taron Edgerton with uh, The Kingsman. Like, he was basically a, a TV actor from Wales that no one knew up until that movie. Harris Dickinson had one movie before The King's Man. Like, he, I think it was called Beach Boys. But he didn't get noticed by Hollywood until after he did The King's Man with Ray Fiennes, right? Um, James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender were already pretty well known when he did X-Men First Class. But Nicholas Holt kind of disappeared. And well, that, that's actually not true. He, he kind of disappeared to TV with skins. And uh, X-Men First Class was kind of his return to, like, American audiences after Nowhere Boy, like, 10, 10 12 years before. Or not Nowhere mm-hmm. Boy, uh, 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 the movie with uh, Hugh Grant, um, about a boy, right? About, oh, about a, boy, a boy, right? So Nicholas Holt. Charlie Cox got a Hollywood agent because of Matthew Vaughn in Stardust, and obviously his career kind of he had to go back to do TV for the bulk of his career, but then he came back with uh, with uh, Daredevil, right? Mm-hmm. So, really and truly. Matthew Vaughn knows how to find British talent. I've made up my case. What do you guys think? I think Matthew Vaughn knows, has, okay. Matthew Vaughn's filmography is fascinating is what I'll say to that. Cause I agree with you, Al. He's found, he's found great British talent and he's made Brit- great British talent big across the pond. But like this man's first five movies are really good although i haven't admittedly the fifth one i'm going to mention i haven't seen i need to one but, one thing i'll add yeah before he became a director he was guy Ritchie's producer so uh, he technically also discovered <clears throat> guy Ritchie. well there you go but literally he goes from layer cake which is daniel craig's first big movie then he does a film called Stardust, which did terribly in box offices, but got rave reviews and has been kind of a sort of cult hit, sort of. But it's a great movie. Then he does Kick-Ass. Then he does X-Men First Class. Then he does Kingsman. Okay? Goddamn. That right? is very impressive. I, I have to give credit there. But and, and, So I see what you're all saying the leads that on that, All the leads on that are actors that are pretty well known to general audiences. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a different direction though, because I see your point, 
But I also think, you know, because you mentioned he was a producer. So I think he's, he's, he's better at finding the talent he wants and needs at a lower rate than so he can save money elsewhere or something, you know? Cause like, imagine, imagine a movie where, you know, he, he wants Daniel Craig now and, and how much that's going to cost him for his whole movie for just for Daniel Craig, you know? So I think, I think as a producer, he's just good at finding talent at the right rate. And eventually like the, the products that, that have come out have been so good that those actors then blew up their careers. Well, that's kind of what I don't think we're disagreeing. I think he, he knows how to spot talent. Oh, he produced the Tetris movie. That's interesting. So he knows how to find talent before, like before, like that talent becomes expensive. And I I think that is a, because all of his leading men, like that, that have like gotten their career jump in like at least blockbuster movies because of him have, have had staying power quite frankly. Um, and what makes this so unique is that Argyle, the movie we're reviewing is actually the first movie he's made. I think that hasn't had like a, like a, like an uh, introducing Someone this new. actor as a, or the actress as a, as a leading, leading man, leading lady. Mm. I think this is his first time. Cause that's fair. Yeah. And I, 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 I mean, I have thoughts. Maybe that's the them. problem. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, uh, maybe, I, maybe. I have thoughts, but um, oh, we 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 all have thoughts. <laughs> but, we have thoughts. But but that being said, that being said, I do think there is something to be said that uh, Matthew Vaughn has this ability, and that quite frankly, a lot a lot of British actors owe their career to him, um, either when he was a producer for Guy Ritchie or when he's directed his own stuff. Like, think about it. You know. I for before before Daredevil, I always told people like, yeah, that Stardust movie was like really good, but you know, not that actor and Henry Cavill's in it, but that that the lead is like, that lead ended up doing nothing. He did like just does TV shows in in Great Britain, and then when Daredevil came out, I was like, I I really I literally I already said this to a friend C and I have who was like really into who's like really really into into Daredevil. I re- I remember saying like. Man, when you watch Stardust and then you watch Charlie Cox and Daredevil, you're like, how was how did this guy not have like a incredible career for like the eight years between those two projects? Some people sometimes talent is missed or slips under the cracks. I know that's because just, that's just the reality. <clears throat> I I personally believe that Charlie Cox is probably one of the best cast uh, actors in the Marvel universe. Um, like really top five personally, but anyway, anyway, so, but moving on, we are talking about, uh, Matthew Vaughn's newest project, um, Argyle, which had probably the most obnoxious trailer in recent memory. Like it was a meme at this point that people were talking about how like annoying it was to see that trailer in front of every movie. It beat the Elvis trailer. So yeah, yeah. And that I, trailer was obnoxious. I was lucky because I just couldn't go to the theater as much as C and J. So I wasn't exposed to it because as they were. And uh, I actually had some friends who've been going to movies like like within the last quarter uh, year. And they were like, man, that Argyle trailer is so annoying. And I'm like, really? So, so yeah, the trailer, the, the nightmare's over, fellas, is what I'm saying. Um but yeah, Argyle. Uh, 
The movie was pitched as Henry Cavill is starring in a spy thriller from Kingsman director Matthew Vaughn. Um, it, it's an adaptation of a book written by new author on the scene, Ellie Conway. And uh, everyone everyone involved is really excited. Apple Apple bought the, the – Apple's producing it, but Universal's distributing it to theaters. That was kind of how it was sold as, right? And then when the trailer comes out, we find out that there is no real Ellie Conway. She's a character in the movie. And that Henry Cavill – like, like folks, this isn't a spoiler. Watch the trailer. It, it kind of gives the – it, it, it kind of gives the game away that Henry Cavill may not be the lead in this at best. He may be a supporting character and, and that Bryce Dallas Howard who plays Ellie Conway and Sam Rockwell, who plays a secret agent tasked to protect her. Those are the real leads. Uh, so interestingly, kind of other twist to this is that this is the first, uh, this is the first time since Stardust that we've had a female co-lead in a Matthew Vaughn movie. So there's there's that going. Well, anyway, anyway, anyway I've said enough. No, no, you're right, you're right. You're right. I, I've said enough. Uh, what were your guys' kind of thoughts on the movie going into this, right? Like, like oh, going into it? Like, like kind of what, what were you expecting after seeing the trailer 101 times? I don't know <laughs> if you guys were aware of, like, the, the meta, like, Thing, like the meta uh, marketing they were trying to do for this movie that kind of fell on its face. Uh, so I, I don't know how you guys, you were exposed to this movie, but just kind of give your opening thoughts. Uh, Jay, you're our guest, so you go first. Well, I didn't know about any of the meta marketing, which is interesting considering how much I'm on Apple TV to begin with. Um, just in my own personal viewings of stuff. Um, <clears throat> no, I just watched the trailer a bajillion times and the more I watched it, the more I just wasn't excited for it. And it was just like, okay. And then uh, C over here was like, hey, there's a preview night. We can go to it. Do you want to go? And I didn't have anything better to do. And uh, my girlfriend wanted to go too because she was interested. So we went. Um, but but previous, previous to seeing this, um, no, I just had low expectations. And... Holy fuck. Yeah, so I'm pretty much right there. It was... My expectations were low. Um, and I remember... I remember when we got to the theater and we realized that we somehow... because I think because it was a preview movie, we were seeing it in their Dolby theater. And in the back of my head, I just went... Oh fuck! Because <laughs> I was like, I was like, this is gonna be now. It's gonna be loud and in my face. Like it that that's so good or bad. It's gonna be this. So here we go. And I remember I usually don't I don't often get snacks at a movie theater, but I got myself some peanut M and M's because I was like, you know what? I'm a Stubbs member. They're free for me. I'm gonna get them, and I feel like I I need to have some of this for before I get into it. Uh, so that sort of I think says my. Uh, going in vibe on, on this movie i i was pretty ambivalent towards the movie like again i was lucky that i wasn't like shown that trailer 101 times uh i was originally gonna go alone and, and then i remembered uh th this sounds so stupid but uh my partner and i have been looking for like a cat backpack but we were we, we were only finding like fake ones <laughs> 
like like you know ones that are like made in china and break after like using them once and and uh when the trailer popped up i was like oh i like the the movie the movie's probably using like the company that originally invented the cat backpack so uh, we looked into it, and then you know she saw that it was a Scottish fold cat, and she's like, "Oh, I, I want to see it if it's about a cat." And I'm like, "All right, cool." I had a theory about the movie <laughs> involving the cat, which I'll get into during our spoiler section. I was like, so I explained the theory to them, and they're like, "Oh, I would love to see that," and we went to see it together. Uh, bonus points: we found out the the company that makes like the original cat backpack, and holy shit, those things are expensive. Like, holy shit, those things are expensive. Yeah, like they're cat... dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're uh, cat. Ba- they're high-end cat backpacks. They know whoever they wants it. one. Oh, they invented but, but, it. Oh, but but support that. women-run businesses, folks. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, and uh, but, yeah, uh, I I remember thinking to myself like, well, you know, I already know that Henry Cavill's not the lead. It's 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 Bryce Dallas Howard who you know she's like fifty-fifty with me in terms of like movies that she's in that's like good or bad and then i was like sam rockwell how can you go wrong with sam rockwell he's great he's charismatic he's charming sure let's do it um but one thing i will say and then i want to get your guys's thoughts and then then we'll watch the trailer and then we'll get into our review uh this movie is very much like stunt cast central and what i mean by that is that so many roles are played by like solidly b plus and a list uh actors that sometimes you you think to yourself like okay why like matthew vaughn ain't christopher nolan why are there so many like big name actors in this project i don't know it kind of raised some red flags with me how did you guys feel about that can i go yeah sure, go yeah. ahead well i think i think you know with the success of kingsman um that was big and action heavy with colin firth being an action hero and i think um if you can make that guy an action hero you can make just about anyone an action hero if we're being honest and i think a lot of people in hollywood see that as like oh if i want to do an action movie i could do it with uh this guy and and it'll i'll look good doing it um and on top of that like you know you've got Henry cavill john cena sam sam rockwell has done some a little bit of action stuff a little a, a little bit um, you know, so they're, they're all doing, you know, kind of the bare minimum in this movie as far as action, I think, but, but still, I think the Kingsman really helps, uh, promote to potential talent. Like, here's what I can do with, with you on the camera. Just, just b- before you answer, see, just to give a list of who's in this, it's, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Rockwell, Henry Cavill, John Cena, Ariana DeBose, who won an Oscar for West Side Story, uh, Brian Cranston, Catherine O'Hara, uh, 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 Samuel Jackson, <laughs> uh, uh, Rob Delaney's in it for a bit, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, 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 I'm blanking. Oh, Dua Dua Lipa's in it for a bit as well. Yeah. Um, again, you you think to yourself like, holy shit, like. No one, but there's no one below like B plus list in that cast. So, so, so what it felt like to me when I was watching the trailer, and well, we'll get into things later on, but when I'm watching the trailer, it kind of felt like 
it was giving me an around the world in 80 days vibe where it's like all these faces that I know like that yeah with that I recognize and that that's just sort of the thing or or you know it's a mad 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 world like you know it's like all these different famous faces I'm picking really old movies there are more modern contemporary examples I know but I'm going with these older movies too because these older movies were kind of silly and so was this trailer so that's genuinely what I was getting from it was like they're really intentionally stacking this uh really cameo cameoing it up uh so to speak so all right and, uh, what i got and before it. we get to the trailer there's a specific line going back to like what our expectations were there's a specific line that's uh said by samuel jackson's character that just like after hearing it so many times it was just like i don't care who it is i'm not gonna be surprised yeah. so if yeah. you want to do get in the trailer and we can talk about that all right, cool. All right, so going to start the trailer, and then we'll start giving our review. And, folks, this Argyle is like has so many twists that it's obnoxious. So so we're going to give a quick rundown of our thoughts. Then we're going to give our ratings because this movie just came out. And then after we give our ratings, we're going to go dive deep into the spoilers, which we'll probably have thoughts. Yeah. I certainly hope you dance as well as you dress. There's only one way to find out. You and I, we're not so different. Agent Argyle. Little help? Hold on. Phenomenal, sweetie, but what happens next? It's called a cliffhanger, mother. Ellie, it's called a cop out. Whoa, hey, there's a cat in there. Oh my god, you're Ellie freaking Conway. Author of Argyle series, Ellie Conway. I am such a fan. Oh, yeah, what is it you do? Espionage. Would you sign my book? Here we go. I love this book. Come on. people real life spies why would they care about me because you're a goddamn fortune teller ellie why can't you see? when you wrote in your new book actually happened and you kicked a hornet's nest you didn't even know existed i'm in some really big trouble mom oh so now you're experimenting with drugs i want all assets on them now i need her to write the next chapter Time for you to meet the real Agent Argyle. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh. 
that, folks, is the last time we ever have to watch the <clears throat> trailer again. God, it pisses me off after having seen the movie now. I know, like, it's even worse. Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, so, uh, let's give our general thoughts on the movie, then we'll give our rating, and then we're going to dive deep into the spoilers. Because there's a ton of spoilers in this movie. Yeah, there's like, no way to uh, An obnoxious them. amount. It's, it's like stupid. So, uh, Jay, you're... And, and here's the thing. Uh, just kind of give the, the the thoughts that really come to you, right? And uh, if there's any gaps that C or me feel like, we'll we'll mention them in ours. And if we agree with something, we don't need to mention it twice. Yeah, you know. sounds good. All right, so go ahead. Where do I start? It's February fourth as we record this, and we're already talking about the worst movie of the year. <laughs> I mean fucking hell okay so i looked up it's it's pronounced i'm guessing it's pronounced jason fuchs yeah f-u-c-h-s but it really should be jason fucks because jason fucking sucks i mean good god so so when i talked about rebel moon on our bottom five episode and and I talked about how it was Zack Snyder's Pinterest board. This was a Pinterest board of espionage movies. Every cliche from James Bond, Jason Bourne, Mission Impossible, and everything in between was put into one movie. And when you do that, all the spoilers that we're going to talk about become unsurpri- unsurprising and just falls flat. On top of that, there's just terrible dialogue all the way through it felt like a first draft that just needed to be it it felt like the first draft of what should have been 16 drafts uh to work its way out um i I mean it's just like, like we got to a point in the movie where i was physically uh reacting to the bad dialogue just groaning and and becoming uncomfortable and just just covering my face because I couldn't take it anymore. I actually had to leave the theater and take a breather because of how bad the dialogue was. It's it's. Just, I saw this. Can confirm. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's awful. It's terrible. And what pisses me off, what pisses me off the most, is you look at the cast, director and writer aside, like like. You know, Kingsman is good, but it's not, you know, mind-blowing. Um, but the cast, Henry Cavill, Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Rockwell, Brian Cranston, uh, Richard Grant, and Catherine O'Hara. All of which, whom I trust to pick good scripts. Like, I, I trust them to pick good projects. We can knock Bryce Dallas Howard for being in Jurassic World, but at the same time, if they want you for that kind of blockbuster, you kind of have to take it. But, you know, I mean, she's the best thing to happen to Star Wars since Darth Maul's second blade. With her, her direction in Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett have been phenomenal to the point where a very toxic and misogynistic fan base praises her for it. You know, that that's how great she's been in the Star Wars universe. How she Brian Cranston... How she didn't get the Ray movie, I'm still shocked. That was like such a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, right? that was that was. Um, anyway, anyway, sorry. Brian Brian Cranston is responsible for arguably the top one of the top five greatest 
series leads of all time. I think we all agree on that. Uh, Henry Cavill has really, you know, Superman aside, he's really shown uh, he's capable of good acting and good moments. Uh, the first season of Witcher is great, and then he's got a whole bunch of great stuff since. Sam Rockwell is fucking Sam Rockwell, and Catherine O'Hara is everyone's favorite mom, you know? And it's just... The talent that's brought in here, it just felt like they were coasting uh, the whole time, and that they were okay with this dialogue that was pre, pre-college-level dialogue. Like, this is what you expect a freshman in film school to come up with. And they're like, okay, I see where you're going with this. Let me help you out. Uh, the only the only person I'm not pissed off is uh, is uh, Samuel Jackson because it's clear he showed up for a day, did all the scenes, had some fun, did a favor for a friend and Matthew Vaughn, and then got the fuck out. Like it's that's he's the only one who gets a pass here. Um, otherwise, like it, it's it's infuriating what this movie is. And and you know, uh, listeners, you know, you didn't see the trailer, but if you've seen the trailer. It heavily features Dua Lipa, but everything you saw in the trailer is just about what you get in the movie. Like, that's <laughs> it. That's all you get. So, I know a lot of people on, like, TikTok and the internet were all pissed because they were excited for a Dua Lipa role, and then they get literally 60 seconds of it, and it's gone. And it just... Yeah, I just... <laughs> the, the fact that this shit gets made pisses me off it's a 200 million dollar budget it's it's nowhere near the quality of its budget or its talent like it's just and it all comes down to the writing which i'm i i don't i don't know how that that script got pushed through without being touched up i just don't i just don't i'm I'm gonna stop all right see you're up the only thing I'll add to to Jay's point about the script, absolutely, this felt like a first draft. It literally reminded me of some of the first draft scripts I would we would read in my one of my screenwriting classes at my film school. Like it, it reminded me of a premise that a college student would pitch, which. The premise the trailer is giving us is not the worst premise in the world. If a college student told me that premise, I'd be like, yeah, let me, much like Jay said with, you know, oh, I see what you're going with this. I'd be like, yeah, let me see what you can do with it. Let's see it, what you can do with it's it. It's romancing the stone meets uh, J- uh, uh, Jason Bourne. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly, that is exactly what it is. But this felt like such something that I would hear in a film school screenwriting class that it was nauseating. And the fact that so much money was dumped in it made it more nauseating. Anything else would be reiterating what Jay said. Al, you're up to bat. So uh, Jay mentioned that people were really pissed that Dua Lipa is not in this as much as they advertise. There's also another subsection of the audience that was really pissed. Well, the, she's actually sorry. She's in as much as is advertised. Let, That's about the amount of time. So, I showed this to my partner, and she says, "I want to watch this because of the cat, folks." I'm here to tell you, the cat's barely in the movie, and the cat's there, but not really there. And the marketing and the marketing for this movie, it's always it's about cat that heavy it, as fuck. Cat heavy as fuck, and the cat. <laughs> cat heavy as fuck. 
the cat's in there, but not not as much as you as the trailer, the marketing would have you believe. Like, oh my like God. In, in the spoiler section, I'm gonna give you my stupid theory that in hindsight I was like, the movie wouldn't be that stupid because that's the good kind of stupid. But anyway, anyway, um, mm. folks, I I gotta be honest with you, I I was expecting to hate this movie and I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I was it was fine. I I think. More than anything, going with somebody who was kind of laughing because of how stupid it was made me enjoy it more than you guys. Mm. Um, that being said, this movie has problems. This movie has serious problems. And something you guys haven't touched on that was my main thing was that this movie represents everything that was wrong with uh, uh, making movies during COVID. This movie was shot during the height of COVID. And because of that, this is that one of the so ugliest movies I have ever seen. Mm. Literally, every scene is them just in front of a green screen. In the first two minutes, there's a chase scene where Henry Cavill's agent Argyle is in a car. And it's so obvious. He was just like in front of like a steering wheel and green screen. And that was it. There are so many scenes where you're like, they shot this in a studio lot. And they're not shooting anything on location. There, there, there's a scene where they're in the, they're outside, they're in like an, a London park. And I was like, I can literally see the lines between Sam Rockwell <laughs> and, and Bryce Dallas Howard. So listen, Matthew Vaughn, especially since Kingsman has kind of gone in a more cart. This, this is so weird. He starts making spy movies and he makes them look really cartoony. And he's mentioned that that's kind of his like view of spy movies. But in this one, it's so fucking bad that it should. This this is by far the ugliest thing I've ever seen. And the DP on this, the DP on this, like he was one of the original camera team on Children of Men. No fucking way. He wasn't the DP, but he was like first assistant. Hmm. We didn't, he didn't take any notes. Like, and, and he's like shot stuff. He's like started shooting for Matthew Vaughn since Kingsman. And the first Kingsman looks cartoony, but that was the point. But it, it's just gotten progressively worse. It really has. At the very least with the Kingsman, they shot like in actual locations. Here they do not. So this movie is very, very ugly. Are you, are you, are you saying cartoony? Do you mean campy or do you actually mean cartoony? Like physically, like, like, like. Like the live action doesn't look live action. It looks okay. Yeah, yeah. It looks like yeah. AI generated shit. Um, the story is so like pre- it's at at it's predictable, but at the same time, like you're just kind of scratching your head over like you chose a you chose a story that's very predictable. Again, when I say romancing the stone meets Jason Bourne or meets the Bourne identity, that pretty much tells you exactly what the plot of this movie is. But the way they go about it with all these needless twists and turns and 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 like visual like language, it's just like, why? Why do this? And during the spoiler review, I'm gonna get more into it. But that was the thing where I was like, okay, I know exactly who Agent Argyle is. And then they do this, and I'm like, they do some things, and I'm like, why are they doing that? That makes no sense. At least according to my theory. And, and, and then they just kind of go like, yeah, no, you were right. We were just being weird. And that's the other thing. This movie's not even from the twisted mind of Matthew Vaughn. Here's the thing about Matthew Vaughn. Uh, Layer Cake was pretty straightforward, but definitely Kick-Ass and uh, The Kingsman 
and, and to a lesser extent, uh, uh, Stardust, they showed a weird, uh, Matthew Vaughn showed a weirdness. Like at, there was a point in time where he was like, he's the weird guy, Richie. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, this movie does not have any, any, uh, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz doing crazy shit as hit girl equivalents. There's no equivalent of Obama's head exploding. Like in Kingsman, there's, there's no like weird Candyland scenes where people are blowing up. None of that's here. Everything here is relatively grounded. Even in the part that takes place in the Agent Argyle story is pretty grounded. So I'm like, from the twisted mind of Matthew Vaughn, that's kind of bullshit. It's not. And then the, then the movie does something at the end that I just rolled my eyes so hard. I was like, this is dumb. That being said, that being said, uh, the crux of the movie, which uh, I've been debating whether or not this was, this was like spoiler or not so i'm just gonna save it for the spoiler section the crux of the movie i do feel like worked it's just that matthew vaughn added all this other like the 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 visual aesthetic that that you can't fix that if that's what you're going with that 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 fucked your movie already but the narrative elements like that were on top of like the thing that i feel like worked is what really weighed down this movie to potentially being a great take of romancing the stone meets the born identity uh, so that's pretty much my main spoiler-free stuff. So uh, Jay, you're our guest. So you remember our rating system. Give your rating, I and then we'll get. It. Oh, okay. Uh, I remember uh, like. Okay, so yeah, basically, I, I, basically, okay. after hearing your after hearing your thoughts, uh, uh-huh. you got meh is mediocre, right? And, and sucks is like the worst of the worst. Okay. And you could add any like. Uh, adverb or a- uh, adjective, sorry, to uh, okay. to this if you want. Okay, all right. Well, now I know what I'm going to give it. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to go under sucks. This fucks as an f u c h s, fucks, because it fucking sucks. Um, yeah, I got nothing until we get to spoilers, but fucking sucks. All right, so you're up. I give it a hot meh. Um, I know you you hear the term hot mess. This is just so unbelievably fucking boring. It, it was boring after a while. I felt my ass hurting in the seat. Like I was like, is this fucking is this movie fucking over? Like Those are comfy seats. The, uh, they're comfy seats. They were comfy seats, but my ass was hurting in the comfy seats. Um, I give it a hot meh simply because Al, you you you've said how this is. Uh, the the born identity meets the roman- romancing the stone it's like i i acknowledge what like that's an interesting thing to do but it was done so poorly that it cannot be good so it, it's a hot meh it almost sucks but i had there were some there were a couple of oh fun action for a moment so it's a hot meh uh, for me, I I've been debating long and hard. I kind of had the same problem with Argyle I had with Book of Clarence. Um, so I'm gonna go. This is a mesh, dateish, movieish. I guess. <laughs> Jesus, that's a wide range. So so basically, you. like it's really between a met and a movie. I really feel like it only goes into a movie if you're if you're well, obviously with Jay that doesn't apply. But uh, I feel like if you I go, think you have to give I, it a lot of liberties to make I, it a movie. I, I feel okay. I feel like if you go with someone who's just excited to see a cat, 
and like doesn't understand. We did. No, that's what I'm saying. It we doesn't apply. To, it doesn't apply to you. It, I can tell it didn't apply to you. But I feel like if you go, ow, so ow, we went with my girlfriend who was there for the cat. Yeah, I did. And I too. just saw her and I told her I was going to be on this episode, and she was like, "Be mean to that movie because it fucking sucks." So we. So, so, my partner, she was like, this is so weird. This is funny. I feel like that vibe is what made me kind of go more into, like, very, very underwhelming movie. Like, again, Mayish, Datish movie. I feel like if you go with someone who has that vibe where they're just kind of, like, enjoying how, like, of a mess it is, you, you kind of enjoy it, too. And I did have some genuine laughs, mostly, mostly due to what we'll get into the spoiler about. Yeah. Uh, For the record, I didn't want to subject my boyfriend to this, so I didn't even dream of doing this to him. But um, go on, go on. But but <laughs> this is actually kind of funny. <laughs> you guys aren't in that deep yet. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, I, the one complaint she gave me was like, "That cat should have been in there more." That's <laughs> that's a failure on the filmmaker's part. Because <laughs> then she she was the one who told me like, you know, that's the that's the filmmaker's cat. Because uh, apparently he did. He did marketing talking about how that was his cat. But anyway, all right, we're done with that. Let's let's get into it. Let's get into that. I'm excited for this. All right. Let's do spoilers. Let's do spoilers. All right. All the spoilers suck. Oh, no, no. Make no mistake. The the spoilers are bad. The spoilers are bad. All right, folks. There are... Guys, correct me. There's like... there's Five? There's the one big spoiler, right? And then there's well, like tw- at this point twist with giant air quotes. Yeah, but. there's the one big twist, and then there's like one, two, four, four, five mini twists, mm-hmm. right? And all, all shitty twist. They're all, all shitty. shitty twi- all shitty twists. All shitty twists. This movie should have just been renamed Twister, honestly, because <laughs> they just kept trying it. <laughs> all right, yeah. all right. So, so uh, before we get into the actual big twist. I really thought because of marketing. I honestly really thought. This was my theory. And I never told you guys this because I knew you guys probably called me stupid and probably was stupid. I really thought they, they I really thought they were gonna reveal that somehow or another the real agent Argyle was the cat. No, I was convinced of that too. <laughs> oh my god, I, really? No. Uh, I oh. had that idea. I oh my that. god, I'm, like, I'm not no crazy. I'm not that. crazy. Oh thank Here's god. Why, no, you know why I thought that? In the trailer, the cat like artificially and grossly winks. Yes! And I'm like, yes! oh no. The cat's oh my god, I'm not crazy. Like why why do they care this much about the cat in the trailer? Like the cat is Agent Argyle somehow. Cause cause like, when they say like from the twisted mind of Matthew Vaughn, you're like you know, It was gonna be know, some Rick and Morty shit, dude. Well no, right. I thought no no no. What I thought it was gonna be was how in Men in Black, the cat had uh the world around its like uh its collar and it wasn't gonna be like the world but like the 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 chip they were looking for was in the cat's collar that's what i thought they were gonna do and the cat is agent argyle the whole time that's that's the direction i thought they were gonna go i was like that's what it's gonna be and they're gonna lose the cat made it better right yeah that would have been right so much better oh i I thought that i thought it was gonna be like a men in black moment where it's like oh this is why the cat's important its little collar is is important but Okay. Okay. All right, yeah, uh, guys, you have you have no idea how happy it makes me that you guys thought the same thing. <laughs> I, 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 she went with me because I was like, I think the cat's like the agent, and she's like, oh, I watch that. <laughs> I, just, I, I just pictured you in the audience quietly going, I think the cat's the agent. No, 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 I think that's no. What I, I was like, let's go watch it together. I think the cat's the agent, and she's like, 
oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Go watch it. She's like, just kind of looks at me when, when they reveal who Agent Argyle is. And I'm like. Which, I, by the way, so, okay, Jay, who yeah. is the real Agent Argyle? The real Agent Argyle is Ellie Conway, played by Bryce Dallas Howard, because her real name is Sarah R. Kyle. And they even spelled Kyle with two L's to make it uh, exactly like Argyle. So she was a secret agent all along. She's Jason Bourne. Yeah, yeah. So that's and instead where... of finding her way back to Paris, she writes a book. <laughs> <laughs> she, she writes a book. No, but, but it gets better. It, it gets better. Uh, and this is actually something else I really did not like about the movie. The passage of time in this movie is fucked. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. So so they make it seem like she just recently lost her memory, but then they explicitly say, like, no, no, this happened, like, five years ago. That's how she wrote five books. She wrote five books. In five in years. Five year- Not fucking possible, for the record, but okay. Uh... So, and now, folks, you might be asking, or okay. Not, so- not, not, sorry, not possible to write five, what, what the movie has portrayed as bestsellers in five years. So, and again, I didn't mention this in the non-spoiler section, but something else that's kind of becomes apparent is that after uh, Sam Rockwell's character, Aiden, uh, gets, like, finds uh, Ellie and, like, is trying to protect her because, guess what? She's actually the real Agent Argyle. She just doesn't know it yet. The film kind of starts taking on more of a rom-com vibe to it. Uh, and it becomes much more explicit the later later on down the movie as it goes along. And once she realizes who she is, then it pretty much goes full rom-com. Um, mm-hmm. and I, action rom-com. Yeah, action rom-com. And that was really the only thing about this movie that I liked. because It I tries was like, to go night and day. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, so listener, listeners, uh, let's, let's put it to you this way. Uh, so there are the fictional characters played by Henry Cavill and John Cena. Uh, that's Bryce Dallas Howard and Sam Rockwell in the real version of this. So just imagine if you want, if it makes it feel better, just imagine Henry Cavill and John Cena make it out and it might make this better for you. People are mad that that wasn't in the movie, by the way. <laughs> no, no. Right? Look, look on, right? look on, look on X and Reddit and people are like, no. how did they not have uh, yeah. John Cena and Henry Cavill kiss? <laughs> See, legitimately, uh, my girlfriend said the same thing. I was like, that would have made that would have redeemed it a little bit for me. Yeah. Not just really that, funny. because because Matthew. Okay, C C knows what I'm going to talk about. I, yeah. I don't know if you've seen this movie, Jay. Matthew Vaughn talked about like there's a scene in here that is an homage to some like it hot. Yes, there is, and it's weird. But go and, on, and, yeah. and and in that scene, this guy's been pretending to be a woman, and he says, "Damn it, I'm a man." And the other guy who. Pretty obviously what you realize is like gay. He goes like, nobody's perfect, right? And, and he's homaging that scene with uh, with Henry Cavill and John Cena at the very end but when does, they're on the boat. But does so nothing with it. It does nothing with it. I, I And here's the thing. I know I don't know those actors, but you, you, you've seen those actors do interviews. You know, they would have been up for, for kissing each other. So, yeah, they so would have thought it was hilarious. But anyway, anyway, so... This twist. Can I, can I say? I'm sorry. Can I say the twist? I wish was in this real quick. What? Yeah. I wish she had just been writing this the whole time. I I wish this would have all just turned out to be the final chapter that she was missing the whole time. Because then it would have just been like, okay, yeah, this sucks, but at least they tried something and failed. No, they just went real bad with it. Um. But yeah. So she's. 
she's the real agent Argyle, and it it's like she recovered too quickly. No, I know it was really crazy, and they they gave it a singular scene of why she wasn't okay. Oh no no no! Sorry, that was before that. But yeah, you're right. Okay. She recovered away too quickly. Here's the here's the problem. The the twist has many problems. One that it's literally anybody who's seen the Born Identity would be like, I know where this is going. But here's the problem I had with it. The the film. So there's this element in the film where uh, she imagines like how the the books are playing out in her head, right? And when mm-hmm. she has writer's block, there's one scene that I, I honestly thought was pretty interesting where Argyle talks and goes like, no, Ellie, this scene sucks. You, you got to rewrite it. And and Ellie's like kind of like the, the scene, like the the, pay, the the background becomes the words on the page. And it becomes this thing of like Ellie trying to manipulate her created world. Right. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. That 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 would be that's an interesting way to present this and then the movie just throws that away you're like okay whatever then okay okay al i'm sorry i've actually done that in a script before um see if you remember the zombie script i wrote in mm-hmm. college i opened i opened it with a really bad scene between these two kids and they're about to get eaten by zombies and i purposely made the dialogue bad and and like just really bad and then it freezes, and then it pulls out, and it turns out he's just editing a movie. Mm-hmm. And that's how we meet our character. So, like, I've done this before, and I I, I like the idea of it, so to speak. Yeah, me so, too. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so please continue. But I, I like that. I'm glad you brought that up. I like that idea. And the movie does it, like, twice, maybe, and throws it away. And then uh, Argyle just keeps coming, popping in. And this is where I'm like, what the fuck is going on? When uh, when Aiden, Sam Rockwell's character, starts fighting anybody, she every time she closes her eyes and opens them, it's Argyle there. She closes them and it's Aiden again, right? And so, we see it from a point of, for her point of view with the eyes closing in camera. Yeah. So, uh, folks, like when when you do that technique, what are you doing? You're associating Aiden with Argyle, right? And that's when I'm like, oh, I get it. She's in love with Argyle. Now she's going to fall in love with Aiden. I was like, okay, romancing this. That's where I started thinking, okay, this is romancing the stone. I get it. Okay, fine, right? Why do that if you're just going to reveal that she's Argyle? Then that makes no sense. Like people in my, I don't know about you guys. People in my screening were confused. They're like, what the, what the fuck was that about then? I mean, yeah, Samuel Jackson tries to explain it and it, 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 it's just bad. It's not good. I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? Really? Right. It's like it's like why 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 have us connect Aiden with Argyle when he's really John Cena's character, Wyatt. Right. Like, I get it. If they associated him with Wyatt, that gives the game away. But then just don't have Henry Cavill taking uh, because they do this for like the entire second act. Right. It's only until she's revealed that she's Agent Argyle that you're like that. They finally do away with that. But I, I thought it was. I thought it was adding a flair that just was confusing the audience. And that's my big problem with this movie. Matthew Vaughn makes these choices that just confuse the audience. Like, like we'll talk about like the final uh, twists that really confused everyone where people were like, 
We're like, well, is this well anyway, anyway. Um Yeah. Uh see, how about you give the next big twist after we find out that she's Agent Argyle? So after we learn that she is the one and only Agent Argyle, uh she we later learn as they are conducting more espionage and and such that she is also a goddamn double agent which oh give, give the twist oh. before that one about her parents oh. oh well no wait that the parent one happens before the reveal of agent argyle oh that's right oh that's fuck i, I totally forgot well give give the okay so okay here's uh, i need to say okay so before we learn that she is, I didn't mean to spoil the other one, but before we learn that she is, in fact, the one and only Agent Argyle, we learn that her parents are basically the villains of the movie, okay? And this is revealed because we see Brian Cranston's character as the clear villain after Ellie Conway, and then we see Brian Cranston as her dad, like, in, around the second act, or yeah, around the second, early second act of the movie. And that's actually, goes, it's the first twist, isn't it? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it's what the first I'm, twist. That's, yeah. that's what I was yeah. saying. I, I fucked it's, up by, by giving the baby. I saw that for a second. I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah, so that's the first twist. And then we learn that both of her parents are not really, or that they, they want to kill her or something uh, because they're not really her parents. Um, and she learned everything she knew was a lie. Then we, and she has like one moment where she breaks down for a minute. Then she visits Samuel Jackson in like the French countryside with Sam Rockwell. And that's where she learns that she is actually Agent Argyle. So we're already bad twist, worst twist. Um, and then I'll just say it at this point. The next twist later on is that we learn that she is also a double agent that she was actually working for the bad guys the whole time. Which, the bad guys, for the record, which you almost forget because it's so fucking buried, is basically a independent uh, spy agency that went rogue, basically. Hint, hint, and, that leads into the stupidest twist at the end of the movie. But anyway, Well, yeah, we'll get to that. So she's a double agent who was actually working for, because that was the whole thing. Sam Rockwell's character is like, no, you were on my side. You, you, when you learned that the, uh, that the company we were working for were the bad guys, I'm being general here when I'm saying this, like you, you realized this was wrong. And then it was like, no, actually, she was on the bad guy's side the whole time. Uh, all right. And that was the next big shitty twist. <laughs> all right. So Are you uh, talking about the heart? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, we'll, we'll get, get to that. that. You, we'll you're going to explain that. Okay. that. You're going to explain okay. that. Uh, okay. okay, so so here's so we find out uh, she's Agent Argyle. She's a double agent. Uh, but one thing I wanted us to talk about was the the obvious. The, the, this is a ro- this is pretty much a romance between Aiden and Ellie slash Sarah Rachel Kyle, right? That they were they were lovers, and then she lost her memory, and then they because of stupid reasons. And, uh, you know, she's kind of falling in love with him as Ellie and he's in love with her as, uh, agent Kyle. Uh, basically the only reason this wasn't a meh for me was because of their, for me, Sam Rockwell and, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's chemistry as romantic leads. I actually really bought it, especially the flair that he's like, fuck, she likes cats now because twist, twist, there's another twist that. She was actually a dog person before she lost her memory that the whole, cause 
the thing they talk about is that she's an obsessive cat lover for for the cat uh, Alfie. That's the cat's name. And then he's like, "No, you love dogs." And she's like, "No, I did not love dogs." So so that's kind of their interaction along with the cat were really for me the highlights of the movie. Along with the fight scenes, the first couple fight scenes I thought were really good. Like the Sam Rockwell focused fight scenes, I thought were really really good. But that's what I liked about the movie. Did, did you guys like their romance? Did you guys care for the romance? What were your thoughts? Uh, Jay, the floor is yours. Uh, I... I mean, I expected the romance, so I was, you know, just, like, kind of disappointed that it eventually went that way. Like I said, the, the, the talent in this movie is phenomenal. So... I mean, once they got into it, I liked, I, I didn't mind, but I, but the dialogue was just so bad. And then it just, <sighs> okay. She puts knives on her boots and, <laughs> and skates in a room covered in, uh, crude oil as an ice skater and says, mama's got to go to work. And then she's doing all these moves, and <laughs> she comes around Aiden, and they wink at each other, and that's when the cat wakes too, and it's just like, I, I see what you're saying with the romance, but again, the dialogue and writing was just so bad that the chemistry was a non-factor in how I felt about it. Okay, okay, cool. See, so how about you? Um... Once she started skating around on knife skates, I was like, please end this. Please end this. Like, if you're watching what's supposed to be a cool, intense action sequence, and you're like, God, I need, I don't, I don't want this anymore. You know they fucked up. No, it's a totally unnecessary scene because they already had the action scene of her kicking ass with him and it worked because it's like, Oh, it's an expression of their love. Oh, how sweet. And it, I thought it and was romantic. Dance and do the whirly work the yeah. 1800th time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm like, not saying not it was, a, no, I'm not, not saying great. it was great, but I'm saying like that, that fulfilled its purpose. And then they give her a solo action scene that I was like, well, this is just stupid. Like, cause it, like it should work, and, and all because they're that like was, that bit was Polar Express bad. Like it got rough at because times. and, and, and like, again Whoa. and again, pure, perfect example of again COVID, uh, like shooting during COVID. It's so obvious that it's like, like uh, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard in front of a green screen, like ten percent of the time, and then the rest it's like a CGI character that just has her face CGI'd on it, right? Yeah, and it's. And it's rough. It's it's real. Like again, this is this may not be the worst movie of the year for me, but it's definitely the ugliest, like in a visual sense. Um, so uh, Jay, give us the next twist. <laughs> okay, so we find out that she's a double agent, and they've been captured, and so unconvincingly, she starts playing the bad side again. And it's like, I can get the information out of them because they've got Aiden in handcuffs to, tied to a chair. And she pulls a guy's gun and shoots him in the heart. Now, it turns out in this world, I'm not even sure this is a real medical thing. Do not, do not quote me on this. Do not believe me on this. But what they explain is that there's like a two-inch 
vertical corridor in the heart or between the heart and the arteries that if a bullet passes through it perfectly it's just a through and through shot and no major organs are hit but you have to stop the blood you have to stop the blood you have to stop the bleeding because you're because you're gonna bleed out if you don't but it like you're gonna survive and this is the first time she's pulled the trigger on a gun in five years. And it happens so quickly that... Yeah, so she shoots him. It's perfectly, and he lives, and he breaks out and is able to meet up with her. And it's just... Jay, Jay, explain... Why she knew that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does it happen hey, Explain. Explain why she knew that. It happened before. It happens in the book version to a character that dies. And it's a character that dies in her book. So she's like, well, actually, I was thinking about bringing her back. Wink, wink to the audience. So, um, so there was a third spy who died previous to to everything that goes on and in the book version you see them die you see them get shot and die but you also see henry cavill tuck in a handkerchief and stop the bleeding uh fast forward to the end of the movie and it turns out uh ellie was given a tip by a fan if you want to bring this character back you could do this exact thing where you shoot through that two inch vertical hole in the heart and they'll live and guess who shows up at the very last second to save the day? <laughs> wow. We didn't see that one coming. Not at all. Oh, my Not God. Not even a little bit? And it's, Not uh, even a little bit. It's uh, Ariana DeBose's character, Kira, mm-hmm. uh, which she's, like, in three scenes, I think. Three. Nice. Yeah, she's in three scenes. I literally think that because – she released a single with um, with uh, 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 a very famous British pop star from the eighties called uh, Electric Energy. That's like the single for the for the movie soundtrack. And I feel like instead of paying her, they were like, "Hey, do you want to be in this movie for three scenes?" The song is actually quite catchy. It played during the end credits, uh, and I was like, "Man, you won an Oscar, and you've just been in shit ever since." Jesus, oh my god! What did she win an Oscar for? West Side Story, I just said. Oh, you did say that. You did say that. Uh, what, see, what did you think of that? <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's like, I saw that happen, and I'm like, oh, it means it's almost over. Okay, that's what this that's what this twist <laughs> meant to me. It's like, this means it's almost over. So I was weirdly, like, yeah, cathartically relieved. That third like, act lasted so fucking long, this movie. No, that, that third act was four, was four acts, for the record. It was this, like, this movie would have been God. so much better if it was just, like, 30 minutes shorter. I mean, the dialogue would still be bad, but... but oh, my God. Oh, God. Um, okay. And you know what's funny throughout all this? What? They never... So... I'm sitting here watching this movie and going back to like where how we thought the twist was in some way the cat was going to be fucking important. Okay. We still don't really, this whole time, the movie never actually justifies why she's bringing the cat along other than she loves it. Like hire a goddamn cat sitter. Like dude, dude, the, the thing, the thing that's so weird is that 
the, 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 okay, so like I said, before she was brainwashed by uh, Catherine O'Hara's character into becoming Ellie Conway, she was this badass Agent Kyle secret agent, right? And like like uh, Aiden mentions, like you you were a dog person. So like literally Catherine O'Hara and Brian Cranston's characters just go like, oh yeah, you like cats, right? You like you like this Scottish fold cat, right? They just give they her They made a her like have high anxiety yeah. and like irrational fear of flying and all this stuff. Like they they made her to where she was her own um worst enemy in a lot of a lot of ways. Yeah. So there there's and so when she's like no longer hypnotized, she she goes like, I don't care about the cat because I'm not a cat person, right? And then the movie does this thing that never they never comment upon, which I thought would have been interesting. Like at least make the film have some sort of depth. Was that it turns out even without the brainwashing, even though the brainwashing has left her, she really loves that cat. Like like she drops the cat and goes like, I don't like cats. And then, like, when she goes back to get the cat, she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. There was something interesting there where you realize, like, maybe there was a deep part of her that actually really loved cats. Or you could have done something interesting with that. They just It just goes uncommented upon by the movie. I know it's a relatively little insignificant thing in comparison to the big problems this movie has. But, like, I was like, you could at least try to do something about that if you're going to make this thing, like, the big marketing thing, right? If, if the cat's not Agent Argyle, at least let it be like maybe, maybe she was a double agent, but being Ellie changed her. I don't know, some or, shit. Or maybe the cat was part of the surveillance of her. That could like be. There's a tracker or a camera or something on her collar. Yeah, maybe. You Wait, know, and we're going. No, like, like just, like, just like, like there's something attached to the cat that's tracking Ellie and all her movements and stuff, but. But no, like the cat is a nothing burger. It's, exactly. You could take the cat out of the movie and you still get the same movie. Exactly. No, that that's it. And it's just, I don't know, like, because it ends with her and uh, it ends with her and Aiden together with the cat. And Aiden, Aiden's like, there's a little thing where he's allergic to cats and he hates cats because because uh, Sarah, Sarah Kyle hated cats. Uh and then it's like, well, I guess I got to put up with you, even though you're like, okay, but why? why? Why does she like cats now? At least give us something of character growth or something. I don't know. I know it's a very little thing, but uh, oh, uh, the cat does end up killing Brian Cranston's character. Uh, but they don't even, they again, from the twisted mind of Matthew Vaughn, they don't even show you the the aftermath of that cat fucking up uh, uh, Brian Cranston's character. Uh, all right. I'm going to mention it's not really a twist, but I thought it was really stupid way to create more drama. <clears throat> Uh, so even though she broke her brainwashing, mostly, turns out Catherine O'Hara's character, who's British for some weird reason, not a bad accent, but come on, it's, like why? Turns out, like, a little ballerina thing turns her into a literal Jason Bourne where she's brainwashed and decides to kill uh, Aiden. And it's literally just there for drama. It's the stupidest little like, oh no, she's actually still a bad guy thing. And oh my God. I just, I'm sorry. I have to say one thing. What? Samuel Jackson's in another movie like this from years ago. And I was trying to remember the name of it. Do you remember, you guys remember that movie, The Long Kiss Goodnight? That's a great movie, by the way. I named my cat after uh, Gina Davis's character, Charlie. But that's the same plot. Yeah. And, or same premise. It's the same premise. And literally, Samuel Jackson is with this woman who turns out she's an assassin, but sort of spy as well. Like, oh my God, 
He's literally in. He was literally in a better version of this movie in the '90s. What the hell? Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. But to be fair to Samuel Jackson, he's in a lot of movies that he was already in a better version of. <laughs> oh, I agree. Oh, yeah. No, pretty like, much. Yeah. He's had that long of a career. Like he's. He's he's done a couple repeats, you know. All right. But literally, but literally, the Gina Davis in the Longest Goodnight, she her hair goes blonde as well, which I swear at no, this that, point that that's intentional. That's intentional because inten- he mentions that like this is an ode to like eighty. The, he lists he lists like uh, romancing the stone, Long Kiss Goodnight, and uh, uh, Die Hard, which I don't know where Die Hard is in here, but okay. Uh, but yeah, that that whole thing where she's like hypnotized and about to kill uh, Sam Rockwell's character, I thought it was so contrived. It was like, why are you elongating this third act? Why? That's no point to it, right? It, did you have like Catherine O'Hara for another day and was like, we we need to do something? I don't know. I it, <sighs> like like no, they, we needed it so we can make that other twist where the character comes back. Oh yeah, that's right. I guess. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh. We needed it for the twist. All right. So I'm going to give a quick recap, and then we're going to talk about the two stupidest twists. Uh, uh, who wants Who wants the first stupid twist? J or C? Who wants it? You can just, just do the recap. Yeah, just All do right. Recap. So just, just to recap, just to recap, turns out Ellie, Ellie Conway is actually Sarah Rachel uh, Kyle, also known as Agent R. Kyle, Agent Argyle, uh, so remember, uh, first it was the parents before that. Okay, yeah. So, so basically, the Agent Argyle ostensibly is a representation of her adventures. Uh, Wyatt is Aiden Wild, so John Cena is Sam Rockwell, and er- and Kira is Kira and both because I guess. Okay, great. Uh, so you find out. So it's like okay, so Agent Argyle was totally made up, was a representation of, of of Bryce Dallas Howard's character, but it really was all based on her life, right? Great, and she wrote the last book, and you know, all happily ever after. Uh, some people become rich, some people get recognized by the government for their heroic duties, and the cute couple are now a couple with a cat. Ah, oh, so nice. All right, so you're like, okay, that wraps up the movie. Uh, Jay. What happens after she explains what happens in the movie? You mean in the book? During when during when she's like she finishes the book, her fans are asking her questions. She, Give the, the first stupid like, twist. What happens to all the characters and she answers it? Then what what is revealed? Who who what is revealed? I'll say it. Okay. I'll say it. I'll say, say it. it. Alright. Suddenly, Henry fucking Cavill stands up. With a oh, weird... that was a, that was a, that was the first one, right? That was the yeah. Because the, the I was thinking of that one, but there's there's another one. Yeah, yeah, well, but I, an... I I, I want to do the first one first. Well, I don't know the one before that one because there's yeah, I don't know what you're talking of... about because you're talking about Henry Cavill, but I don't know what what the other twist was. It, it, I'll I'll, I'll explain that one then. Okay, because okay. there's a okay. So see, but continue. It's Henry. Listen, we didn't plan this. This yeah. wasn't planned. This is just yeah. happening in real time. So yeah. we. We see Henry Cavill, and he basically... He raises his hand. Yeah, he raises his hand, he stands up, and he's like... He basically says, I think I've got... I think I need to answer some questions for you. Because it looks like him, but not. And he's got a weird accent, like a southern... And a mullet. Oh, yeah, he has a mullet and a southern accent. He has a mullet. Um... And like they, everyone's oh. shocked. No, well, that. well, well, everyone just kind of looks at him, but, uh, but Bryce Dallas Howard just goes like, Oh, my God! Yep. 
So it turns out, it, yeah, he goes like, yeah, I, 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 I pro- you probably have some questions for me in a horrible Southern accent. And then the movie cuts. So yeah. now you're like, oh, so our, so the, the guy, the, the face is real. Okay. Yeah. I guess. All yeah. right. And that just le- left you with some question marks. But then, then it gets worse. Then it gets way worse. There's <laughs> folks, there's a post credit sequence. Oh my God. In- oh, I didn't see this. No. Oh my God! Oh no, 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 no! Let me Did tell. You, I let, thought you were with me. See, see please let me, me tell. No, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, the king's man. Oh okay. God! Oh. So, so, it cuts to twenty years earlier. There's a young guy walks into a pub that has the Kingsman logo on it. Folks, I shit you not, it is the Kingsman logo. He walks in, he talks to the bartender, says some stupid spy shit, and then the bartender gives him a box that has a gun. And the guy said, the, the bartender goes like, what's your name? And the guy goes, my name is Audrey Argyle. And here's where it gets more confusing. <laughs> then it transitions to a poster that says, coming soon, book one, Argyle, book one. So. The fuck? Did Ellie Conway write the Kingsman universe or is the Kingsman universe in the Argyle world? And she happened to meet a, like, I'm confused. Yes, people people answer, were yes. arguing over what the fuck happened. Were they like, wait, so, so did she create the Kingsman? And someone was like, no, 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 no. Th- this happened. She just knows it. And they're like, ha-. I was confused. My girlfriend was like, why are you like, look so lost? I'm like, I don't know what just happened. The guy ended up being real and I guess he's Kingsman, but does that mean Kingsman's fake or real? And like, it's all real and it's all fake. I think what they're going to do is they're going to take any excuse they can to just combine these worlds in whatever hap haphazard way they can and i looked i looked it up for the record on his imdb he's slated to do two more kingsman movies sorry he's he gonna wants do to make this a trilogy he no sorry he's gonna do a kingsman movie and a king's man movie so he's making three trilogies he's gonna do a kingsman oh, oh, trilogy oh, oh, okay a king's okay, okay. Man I, trilogy guys, and I, an argyle trilogy I, I, oh, okay so he wants to do argyle and kingsman but how are they related? That's where I'm confused. Oh, I have no fucking clue. I have <laughs> like, no like, fucking like, clue. is Kingsman like Bryce Dallas Howard's character's uh, creation? See, he already made the Kingsman trilogy. No, he only made. He only made. No, 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 no. no. You're, there's let me, three of them. No, 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 no. You're, you're missing my point. So I know there's three Kingsman movies. Yes, there's Kingsman, uh-huh. and then the third one is the King's Man. If you go, yeah, ahead, that was the Ralph Fiennes one. Yes, yes, I know. But he doesn't if, consider. If, he doesn't consider on. that King's Men. That's a whole he, no, other stupid thing. He is saying that that it's going to be its. Oh, that the prequel. He's going to have a prequel trilogy. That's if you go on his IMDb. Right now, he is a Kingsman one word as another as a third Kingsman movie, and he has a second Kingsman movie he is slated to do. That is his plan. He's gonna do three King Space Man movies and three Kingsmen movies. That seems to be his current plan. And then three Argyle movies. And then I guess three Argyle movies. Sure. <laughs> this is stupid. They're not even that good to warrant nine movies. Oh my fucking god! That's his plan. 
That is literally his fucking plan. Okay, but I'm, I'm so confused. I and my head hurts. I know it's awful. Uh, like I, I, I could okay. Like. I feel like what would have made this less confusing if they could come up with a fucking post credit scene that actually had Henry Cavill in it. So we were like, okay, he is real. Because the, the, the Audrey Argyle we see is a young man. Uh, the, the love interest from Enola Holmes plays him. Um, so I'm like, okay, so is Henry Cavill not Argyle? Is, is Argyle like a different guy? Like, I was so confused. And now after everything C is telling me, I'm just like, now I'm mad. Now I'm mad. No, this is a mad. I'm, I'm mad. No, 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 nah, no. Okay. The, the, well, this, this, okay. Matthew Vaughn is a talented filmmaker. I think he is a really good fantasy filmmaker. I think he's a really good superhero filmmaker. And he's a really good gangster filmmaker. The spy shit's got to stop. The spy shit's got to stop. I'm the sorry. First King, the first Kingsman, I have been told, is good. And I've heard the second one is kind of silly and fun. By Jay as well. Um, but... It's no, he's this can't be his new thing. He's got to. He's, he's got to stop. This is ridiculous. Like, like, I, I, I don't even know what to say. It's ridiculous. Like, like, besides the movie, I don't think is as I don't think it's as bad as you guys think it is. Well, now I kind of am because this is all stupid. But like, why be in a world where? At the very least, you don't seem to even have a good grasp on what type of story you want to tell. I don't know. Am I crazy, guys? Am I crazy? No, I being... you're not. It's, it's insane. Jay, you're being very quiet. Is your head still hurting? Do you need an Advil? Yeah, it just... It just... It just feels like none of this was thought through. Or at least written down on paper and organized. Like, like if there's a thread here, it's a ball of yarn. This is the DCEU of spy movies. Uh, yeah, that's that's setting too high of a bar for this fucking thing. But okay, and that's I, I I just I'm I'm like, and see like while you were talking, I've been I I actually typed in to see like what how this is. You're right. He wants to make three separate trilogies. He wants to make Kingsman, with Ray Fiennes creating the Kingsman, a third Kingsman movie with Colin Firth and Taron Edgerton, and two more Argyle movies. Why? I, 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 I know I'm not going to get an answer, but this is no, it's like his plan. Like, well, okay. listen, I, I think it's fair to say Argyle might not happen based because Jay, I think Jay, how much money has this fucking movie made so far? Uh, so it's opening weekend domestically only did 18 million. It's still number one for the weekend, but that's because it's the only new movie. I mean, Apple, uh, Apple's behind and, it. And it's a $200 million budget. Uh, they've only done 35 million worldwide in the first weekend. Uh, Yikes. If, if, if this was any, if this was chess universal, I could see that they wouldn't make more, but Apple's really the production company behind this. Um, and they seem to you be willing to just go full. No, yeah. They, they're willing to lose money on, on shit, dude. They lost money on killers of the flower moon. Uh, they lost money on, um, uh, what was the other big movie that they released in theaters? Oh, shit. Well, there's uh, a few. They released both Napoleon. Yeah, they and, lost uh, money on Napoleon. So they, they seem to be fine with that. They and they be... also did uh, The Creator, too. That was them. That was them? Yeah. Are you sure? Because the creators, the creator's on Hulu. Oh, then I thought it was that. Okay, never mind. I thought it was Apple. All right. Maybe, maybe look it up. Look it up. I really thought that was Apple TV. Uh, give us two seconds, folks. Live looking up. 
well, while he's doing that, uh, Jay, do you have any final thoughts on this? Well, I mean, I mean, to go along with this, you know, Apple's worth is worth three trillion dollars. So, Jesus. you know, as a non-conventional movie studio, and someone who's still relatively new to the to the uh, media production game, uh, content creator, content creation, whatever, um, uh, you know, uh, they're probably willing to take quite a few risks and accept the losses just so they can like f- get a good balance of what they are and what they want to make. So, so they're definitely bringing in a lot of talent, you know, Martin Scorsese and Ridley Scott and Matthew Vaughn supposedly. So they're, they're bringing in big names and, and they're pushing out a lot of stuff, but you know, they're, it, it's, I guess it's just kind of like a restaurant. Like you're going to lose money your first year or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I guess we just got to see how they respond to this moving forward. Like I don't, I don't see Argyle moving forward with Apple. Um, but, but, you know, who knows, you know, for the record, I was wrong about the creator. It's 20th century through Hulu. So my bad, mm. but, um, I really thought that was Apple. Um, All right. See, so yeah. what are your final thoughts before we close out? Uh, my final thoughts were, uh, it, this is, uh, there are so many, there, there are, there for every good spy thriller, there are two bad spy thrillers. And I'm mad that this is added to the two bad ones. I wouldn't even That's call a, this a thriller, honestly. Oh, it's not, but it's or a spy spy movie. For every good intended spy, spy thriller. <laughs> intended, <laughs> yeah. For every intended good, for every good one, there's two bad ones, and this is just added to the bad ones. And if they make this a trilogy, the stakes it's going to be two more bad ones on top of that. Mm. Like we'll need a solid James Bond to like even out the playing field. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's really have, all I can say. I have final thoughts. I actually sure. Yeah. Um, listener, this is just an example of bad writing and bad bad dialogue. We don't we don't have this amount of cheesy lackluster and unenthusiastic speech between ourselves in real life this is it's just forced and it felt like this movie it felt like they thought they were getting away with everything but they didn't and they're patting themselves on the back about it and i think the reviews and the box office is gonna come back and smack them in the face and i'm like oh shit what did we do wrong well it's kind of apparent what you did wrong you didn't have a good script and it all comes down to that. It all comes down to that. It doesn't matter what, how performances are. You can have great performances with a bad script, but they're still not going to get to like the stellar level. Uh, uh, yeah, everything comes down to the script. And and that is why this is a bad movie. It's simply because it's bad writing. Yeah. I reiterate that this movie just looks ugly. Like that that really is my biggest problem is that I just couldn't stop thinking like everything everything is done in a screen screen green screen. This looks terrible. Like this has more green screen than Quantum Mania, and that's saying something. Um I went with someone who seemed to enjoy like just the 
stupidness of it all and that made me kind of enjoy it too but unless like you can get on that vibe <laughs> kind of going back to our clarence uh book mm-hmm. of clarence review like that's why i was like okay i like the romance the romance what's keeping me together but really and truly the twists are just stupid and the third act is too fucking long it really is um do we know what kind of camera they used yeah they use the area alexa lf Hmm. Yep, I looked it. I look. I actually looked it up because I was like, "What made it look so ugly?" Uh, well, it's the it's they they did it. They shot it during COVID. That's really what made it look ugly. Yeah, they they everything was green yeah, screen. Yeah, it's fair. Every everything was green screen. When you're like on a rooftop and it has like the room level bad green screen. Like, <laughs> yes, that's what I was thinking about. Jesus. Yeah. Um, uh, and when also, the inside of the train, they couldn't even bother to like build out the inside of a fucking train like no, no. cgi the shit out of it oh yeah yeah uh yeah folks again if you can vibe with that whatever go see it like that if not i mean jay's right the the the, the script is terrible c's right the twists are just predictable and also like dumb and it's an ugly movie so take that as you will uh this has been i'm gonna oh yeah i gotta end with a quote here that makes me even more pissed off because I looked up that production and I'm on Wikipedia and here's a quote from Matthew Vaughn about casting Henry Cavill. I needed someone who was born to play Bond, which Henry is, and then nick him before Bond did. He just killed any chance of Henry Cavill being the next Bond. I think yeah. that's... Sorry, I, think, I just... Yeah. I think that's, that's the best yeah. way to end this episode. Uh, yeah. This has been What Do You Think? I'm Al. I'm C. And I'm J, I guess. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> and we just Good showed you who the real Agent Argyle is. Bye. Good night, everybody. Bye.